Alright, so get your leashes ready and your ears prick. Welcome to the Dog Behind the Human podcast that unearths the real tales of and secrets behind our four-legged tail wagging companions. Each week, we'll dive into fascinating stories, shedding light on the unseen world of our faithful furry friends. We'll dig into the history, science, and emotional connection that binds dogs and humans together. So, whether you're a dog parent, an animal lover, or just curious about the canine kind, this is the Backstage Pass to understanding the wonderful, wacky, and wagtastic world of dogs. Join us as we explore everything from the unexpected origins of your favorite breeds to the heroic stories of dogs who've changed the course of history. We'll venture into the dog psychology and even get some expert advice on training, nutrition, and well-being, making sure your pooch is in their prime. So grab your pup, get comfy, and let's embark on this journey together. This is the Dog Behind the Human. All right, so this is episode two from, uh, uh, this is actually our third season, okay, doing the podcast. So we've been doing this for quite a while now. And uh, a lot of changes has been happening because we need to adopt. And one thing that we've noticed is our listeners has uh, gone up in some areas, but also we lost a few areas in the Philippines that they probably stopped listening to podcasts. Well, again, you know what they say about the new normal? Uh, I think it's actually going back. And I've been asking around. Same thing with other podcasters and uh, other information that we are getting from our community. It just seems that because the COVID-19 restrictions has been lifted. So the lifestyle is sort of like trying to revert back into pre-pandemic periods. But of course, there are some good things that has, uh, well, probably I would say good things that has happened. Okay, um, like the internet connection. I think the, our internet connection is so much better now, maybe because there was a spike really in the use of the internet, uh, especially during the pandemic season. And uh, there's a lot, actually a lot of podcasters or podcasters rather, now and um, everybody's just trying to join the game <laughs> all right all right so we actually have uh, a letter center here from one of our listeners and each week we'll be reading one of those letters so just in case you're interested in uh, sending in your letter to the show we'll read that on air and then give our expert advice and of course we just want to hear the stories behind those dogs okay so uh behind those humans okay so that's why the the show of the the names uh, the title of the show or the podcast is the dog behind the human so that's very important for us we want to know about those stories okay about your dogs and your well the listeners and those heroic acts okay because uh, i think every dog is an is a hero so so i've been in a um, yun, yun, yun dogs, right? They, we, we actually lose stress. They are distressors. They give us hope. They do a lot of stuff, 
that we probably are not aware of, right? So in the background, so there's always they are always there, and we want to hear those stories. All right, so let's first uh, head on to our first segment, which is Ask the Coach, where we read your letter. All right, so from uh, right here. So let's uh, read this letter. Uh, this is from Davao City. So, uh huh. Okay. Warm greetings from Davao City. I'm Michelle, an avid fan of your podcast. Recently, I welcomed an adorable six month old Aspen. Whom I named Gabby into my life. So for everybody else who doesn't know what Aspen still stands for, it's Asong Pinoy. Okay, so gone are the days that we call them Ascal. All right, but but again, um, we have a football team. Anyway, coming back to the letter, it's my first time being a dog owner, and Gabby, with her balanced energy and curious nature, is always bringing a new level of excitement into my world. While owning Gabby has brought a lot of happiness, being first-time dog owner, it is a bit daunting. I am constantly questioning if I'm doing the right things for her. I have concerns about what diet is best for a growing dog or an Aspen, how much exercise she should get, and what kind of training methods work best for a dog like Gabby. Also, since I have a full-time job, Gabby spends a fair amount of time at home alone. I am worried about her feeling lonely or stressed when I am away. What can I do to make sure she feels comfortable when, even when I'm not around? Living in a bustling city like Davao, with its busy streets and vibrant markets, I'm also unsure about how to best socialize Gabby. Any advice on how to expose her to different situations, people, and animals while making sure she's safe would be very much appreciated. Moreover, as Gabby is still in her puppy phase, I'd love some advice on early signs of behavioral issues and how best to address them. Your expert advice would be tremendous help to a newbie dog owner like me. I'm sure other listeners who are new to the dog ownership would find it beneficial as well. I am eagerly waiting to hear your thoughts on these issues in one of your upcoming episodes. Thank you for your time and creating such a valuable resource for dog owners everywhere. Best regards, Michelle. All right, so Michelle is a first-time dog owner um, from Davao. So Michelle, so here's what's the, here's the thing. What I'm getting at is because you're a first-time dog owner, it's very normal for pet parents or dog owners to to really be at a loss. Okay, so normal lang yan. So don't you don't have to worry about it too much. Okay, because worrying too much just clouds your mind. Say because of the stress. And the thing about dog training is, uh, we want to minimize the stress, not just of the dog, pero of the uh, dog owner as well. So, yan yung mga tinitignan natin eh. So, we need to be able to find a way to just uh, 
be chill muna. Okay, though you don't really actually tell someone chill diba? when they're uh, stressed because that doesn't really work out. So um, let's take it step by step. So as a first-time pet parent, socialization is key. Okay, so uh, you're right. So you're saying that, okay, what do I do? So first of all, teach them, uh, teaching them basic obedience, like sit down, stay calm, and leave it, is something that's very important. Uh you use you want to use something that is a more of a positive reinforcement kind of training method. We don't want to be punishing the dog too much, pero we also don't want the dog to be too spoiled, okay? Because your dog would probably just growing up, your dog is trying to find uh, a way to live into our world. And the way we do that is through positive reinforcement, okay? Just by teaching. Imagine, because it's also a mindset. You have to think of your dog as if it's a toddler. Okay? So, is toddler? Probably not. But I'm not saying that it's wrong. Okay? Maybe just to get their attention. That's also very important. But we don't want to develop anything that is negative for the dog because that would just ruin that relationship that you are still trying to build. Okay, so Aspins, uh, it's very important that you actually mentioned that uh, your dog is an Aspin because each dog is different. So if you would say a Serbian Husky, you have more of like a boisterous um, energy in them. Okay, Labradors are like, we know that most Labs and Golden Retrievers are uh, food motivated for an Aspin. The thing about Aspins is, uh, it's a box of chocolates. Okay, so I've been going to do this a forest gump. Okay, so you don't know what you're going to get. So that's very important. So uh, you have to be very observant of what's, uh, what's motivating for your dog. Do they like play? Do they, are they food motivated? Do they just like attention? Do they just like being petted? So that's something that's very important. You need to know your dog's specific uh, reward system. Okay, so once you've known and rewarding sa kanila, then that's when you start teaching basic obedience. Okay, so teaching sit down, stay, come and leave it. Now you're also worried about being left alone. Uh, see Gabby, right? So Gabby being left alone. So a lot of pet parents would just say, "Now, oh, hayako na lang free roaming around the house." And yes, you can do that, but I would personally not want to do that with my own dogs. Why? Because I want to make sure that they're also protected. So I would probably get a big enough crate or a playpen that they won't be able to escape from. Okay? So restraining the dogs is very important uh, for starters. Because when... uh, I mean, it's a puppy, right? So they will try to experience the world around them so they might try to chew on your slipper they might try to chew on the new rug that you probably just bought or probably uh like what happened to my dog way way back she decided to read medical books and uh because she couldn't read she just ended up like chewing everything and i had to pay for that so medical books are not really cheap actually all right, so there. So rest, um, you need to find a way to confine them. It's 
Yeah, kasi meron mga ibang pet parents na sinasabi nila, I don't want to confine my dog. But it's not going to be forever. It's only during those training periods. Alright? And then in terms of uh, socialization, just go through areas in Davao. I've never been in Davao, pero I would love to visit Davao soon. Yeah, I, I hear it's a beautiful place and peaceful Dao. So I'm just really curious. But anyway, what you want to do is go to a place, maybe a park somewhere, na wala masyadong ibang aso, uh, or maybe there's just a few people muna, uh, less stress, less traffic, before you actually work your way out into more busier uh, places. So that's the thing. So if you were here in Metro Manila, okay, a lot of people go through like BGC, High Street to socialize their dog. I don't think that's the best place to take your dog when you're trying to train them. Okay? But you only go there when you already have a trained dog. That serves as a proving ground. Pero when you're still trying to teach them, it should be in a less distractive a uh, distracted area, okay? Not a lot of noise, not a lot of people. Uh, so you want to just focus on building that relationship and letting the dog focus on you. So that's very important, okay? So let's see. Uh, did I miss anything? So there, yeah. Uh, I think it's very important talaga that you first do the basic obedience, make it a positive experience, and then go through places that less stress muna, okay? You can just even do this, and everybody who's listening to the podcast, you can even do this just outside your home. Marami uh, said they would just go down, go around the village, go around the village, and then they would do that. Uh, the thing is, when you go around the village, you're exposing your dog to too many stressors that they might not be able to handle. So it's important that you bring them to a place that they can Handle the stress. Very important, Yun. All right. So I think I was able to answer most of it. Okay. If I do miss anything, just send us another message, Michelle. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for uh, sending in your letter. Again, guys, if you have your own questions that you want answered, uh, send us a letter on uh, for the show, or you can just comment. Okay. And... Um, just like, I think we have a comment from one of our viewers right now. So I'll just put this in. Okay, Castle Rock, Rook. okay, says, Hi, Doc. Uh, uh, Castle, I am not a doctor, so pero I am a coach. So just call me coach. Anyway, my chance puba matrain ang... BM, na three years old. BM, so I'm I'm assuming it's a Belgian Malinois. Yes, okay. The answer is yes. You can actually train a dog uh, up to seven, eight, nine years. Actually, I trained a German Shepherd, which is nine years old, Tapos puppy na I think like three years old, and I trained them together. These are German Shepherds. But can you train a Belgian Malinois? Definitely. You just have to be a little bit more patient. Lalong lalo na kung meron na develop na negative behavior. Kunara, jumping behavior. So that is fixable, pero it might take longer rather than just working with a puppy. Okay? So ganun kasi talaga yan. 
And then, kung meron pang mga ibang behaviors like meron pang biting, meron ng reactivity, or even aggression, then we might have to take uh, a longer training period to try to address that. Pero yun guys, you can train any dog at any age. You just have to be a little bit more patient. And of course, kung meron ng problem yung dog, you have to be extra careful. Lalong lalong na if a dog has not been properly socialized. So, usually, yung training program namin, at least uh, what I can say is, we usually see results between between four to five weeks, up to six or seven. Okay? Kung extended. Um, yun na yung mga exceptional dogs. And of course, that works because if they follow my system. Uh, it's also difficult din naman kasi if I'm giving advice tapos no one's following the system and then I do give it a, out a lot of advice means then we don't get feedback okay so it's either these people are not really interested with the advice that we just gave or they probably will come up with a different excuse na eh kasi busy ako eh kasi ganto eh kasi ganon so well if you make up excuses then nothing's gonna change I guess that's just how it is Right, so if you're always making up excuses like we're trying to lose weight, right? So and then you make up excuses. busy Well, don't complain, right? So accept that you're probably going to gain a few pounds. So right? So I can't make up excuses if I'm gaining pounds if I'm not working out. So same thing with dogs. Okay. So sometimes I would, and I this is one thing that I've trying to teach pet parents right now. If your dog is a really good dog, then go ahead. Enjoy being a pet parent. Pero, if your dog is misbehaving, or maybe you've observed some behaviors na hindi mo napansin, um, and, and then the dog is just really all out, uh, obnoxious, jumping behavior, maybe biting, maybe destroy stuff. It's not enough to be just be a pet parent. You also have to have a mindset of a trainer. Okay? Kaya meron tinatawag na parent trainer. Okay? So you have to teach yourself to act as if you're a dog trainer. Okay? Because discipline starts at home. And that's very important. And what your dog trainer professional is actually teach you, okay, what your dog trainer professional, just like me, is going to do is to teach you how to do it. And then guide you in that journey in achieving your goal. That's what dog trainers do. The same way now when you go to a gym and you find a trainer, okay, your gym trainer is not going to lift the weights for you, okay? Pero they will use their expertise to guide you and help you lift those weights. I think that's also very important, okay? Because sometimes we get dogs in here and then they're expecting us to do Everything like their dog is like gonna be super smart all of a sudden, and they don't even know how to handle their own dog. So that's very important. Okay, so we are going to teach you lift those weights. Okay, very important. Okay, so I guess that's uh, that ends our first segment. Next, let's head on to um, the second segment, and uh, but before that, let's have a. Let me just prepare that and let's have a quick break.
All right, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to the Dog Behind the Human with me, your host, Dog Coach Francis. So, so for the second part of the program, we're going to give you some doggo trivia. I always love trivia, so sorry because you know what? For this episode, I'm going to add a few trivia that uh, most people probably don't know. All right. <laughs> so let's see. Um, first trivia is about Newfoundland dogs. Yeah, and I love Newfoundlands, and I've trained Newfoundlands, and they are big, they're sweet, uh, really good swimmers. There you go. I think I just gave a, a few trivia. But uh, anyway, these dogs were bred as working dogs, especially to pull nets for fishermen to haul wood from the forest. Their webbed feet are a physical adaptation that makes them excellent swimmers. In fact, they were often used for water rescues due to their powerful swimming abilities and natural life-saving instinct. Huh, how about that? All right, so Newfoundlands, they're really great dogs. So I've actually seen videos on YouTube about Newfoundlands uh, doing those rescue work. It's just amazing. Okay, so I... Encourage everyone to just search about Newfoundlands. Uh, they're not as popular here because they're air conditioned. They're like the bigger or giant counterparts of uh, Labradors, and uh, they can overheat in in Philippine climate. Okay, so they're actually best suited for cold climates. All right, next trivia is about Dalmatians, perhaps known. Uh, for their spots, Dalmatians are in fact born completely white. The characteristic spots don't appear until they're around 10 to 2 weeks old. The spots continue to develop and grow with it throughout the dog's life. So, Ibisibihen, and I've actually seen this, no? Dalmatian litter, they're just really white, beautiful. Diba? Pero as they age, meron lumalabas na mga black spots. Uh, so makikita mo talaga na okay, they don't really turn out as uh, white dogs ng talaga and then those spots will just come out randomly and if you've ever seen 101 Dalmatians, beautiful movie okay, way back when Disney used to make really great movies <laughs> alright, another dog trivia is about Basenji okay, have I trained uh, wait, wait back. Um, have I trained Dalmatians? I think I've trained one. And it can be a challenge uh, to train Dalmatians. Uh, Basenji, I have not trained or have not seen uh, personally what a Basenji is. But uh, this breed is originally from Central Africa and is often referred to as the barkless dog. Instead of a typical dog bark, they produce a unique yodel sound known as a baru. This is due to the distinct shape in their larynx, which is differently structured than in most other breeds. There you go. You know what? Basenji is considered one of the oldest dog breed. Okay. So, again, and I don't know if you'd ever be able to train a Basenji, but uh, that would be really interesting to, to see a uh, a Basenji Yodo. They don't really bark. So, all right. So, dogs and time perception. Okay. So, I like this trivia. 
Research suggests that dogs have a sense of time. Oh, really? And can predict future events such as regular walk times. Oh, okay. Their excitement levels increase as the time for their routine activities approaches. Dogs can also miss their owners when they are gone for long hours, suggesting an understanding of the passage of time. So I guess that's it. Yeah. So per se, like time, like they know like what is one, what is midnight, what is uh, noon or morning. Uh, they don't know that. Pero meron silang perception of time. Like, hey, it's feeding time. Right? Or mommy time. Or play time. Or potty time. So I guess they need... It's really more of like bio clock, right? So, yeah, real interesting. Okay, greyhounds. Oh, have I trained greyhounds? Yes. Beautiful dog, really quick, and they're also very quiet. Well, I have a sighthound myself. Um, Her name is Stitch, okay? And Stitch is a beautiful uh, whippet. They have this really beautiful slender body and... You would know that they're really meant for speed. These dogs are famously fast, capable of outrunning a horse in a sprint. Their lean bodies, deep chests, and long, powerful legs allow them to reach speeds up to 45 miles per hour, making them one of the fastest dog breeds. 45 miles. Now, let's, you know what, let's try to do a little bit of conversion uh, into the metric system. Uh, two kilometer. Let's see. So that's approximately around seventy-two point four kilometers per hour. Wow, how cool is that? Okay, that's really quick. Okay, all right. So um, next uh trivia that we have is about the vomironasal organ. Huh. Dogs have a sensory structure in their throats known as the vomeronasal organ, sorry if I butchered that, which allows us or allows them to taste certain scents and pheromones. This organ plays a significant role in social and reproductive behavior. Huh. That's really interesting. Okay. So the thing about dogs then what at least what I know is Scent is everything for dogs, right? So if they are stressed, they will let you know. If you see a dog that's just not really raising their head, it could be that they're super distracted with that particular scent or they're also trying to calm themselves in the presence of other dogs or other people that is stressing them out. So uh, that's something that's good to know. Norwegian Lunderhund. Lundehund. A unique breed. The Lundy hand has six toes on each foot. Two more than the usual canine which originally helped them climb cliffs and hunt puffins in their native country, Norway. Lundy hunt. Oh, no. Norwegian Lundy hunt. I love you know, there's so many dogs out there that I haven't had the chance to interact with and train. And it's just always fascinating when we meet some rare dog breed. So, meron bang rare dog breed ngayon na naka-enroll sa school? No, because most of the dogs that we have right now are the regular dog breeds like Golden Trivers, we have Alaskan Malamutes, we have the Shih Tzus, right? So, the regular dog breeds. Pero, uh, really cool. 
you know what? There's so much things that you have to learn from dogs that even as a professional for more than a decade, I just can't get enough of. All right. Uh, moving on, medical detection. Okay, dogs have an exceptional sense of smell so much that they can even detect diseases such as cancer and diabetes. These are dogs specially trained as medical alert dogs who can sense their owner's blood sugar is dangerously low or if certain types of cancer are present. All right, so this is something that we would want to happen and. Uh, Pretty soon, hopefully, we can start training medical detection dogs uh, in the next uh, well uh, year or two as we move to the bigger facility in Lipine. I'm just super excited. Just in case you're new to the show, we have a new facility that's being built in Lipa, Batanga. So the Lipawenos, hello, uh, uh, the Batangenos, hello, will be joining you soon with our new facility, and we're just super excited. All right, so I think we've had enough um, trivia, and now let's just go on to the third segment of the podcast, wherein we give out our reactions. Okay, so if you're watching this live, or maybe you're doing this as a, uh, you just come happen to catch this. Uh, on a later time, at least the stream, um, there is actually a a man, okay, that has gone viral, wherein this man is actually, and I'm already posting it on our live stream, that uh, um, this man spends so much money, okay, and dresses up as a coley. I mean, this is just unreal. According to reports, uh, this man, we're we're not even really sure if it's a man or a woman. (laughs) It's just really absurd that this person uh, spent 2 million yen. So how much is that when you convert to... To Philippine Paso, 2 million yen. Okay, to PHP. So that's approximately 783,000. Or let's just say 784,000. Okay, so as you can dress up like this Coley and Yon. It's kind of weird if you think about it. Actually, actually just watching, it's, it's kind of I don't know. It's creepy if to think that there's actually a, a person inside who's behaving like a dog. Maybe it's if it's for fun, it's all right. If you identify as a dog, I think that's that's messed up, right? So I know we have these issues about uh, identifying. Pero come on, identifying as a dog. Okay, so that's just messed up, and I don't think it's... I don't even find it cute, honestly. Um, the thing is, sometimes... It's also the same way. Eh? When we start treating dogs as if they're little humans on four feet, uh, the dogs are not going to be happy, okay? Because uh, it's, it's something that is not natural for the dogs, 
Okay, if we're I'm watching the video right now, and even the dogs know that something is wrong. Okay, and the dog is just even like I mean the the person, the human dog is even waving and pawing like a dog. Seven hundred eighty-four thousand pesos, unreal, right? Actually, this has gone viral recently. Because uh, I think it was originally reported last year and has recirculated on the internet and has been uh, headlining some of the more recent news reports. So there you go. Would you do that? Would you spend that? I'm out, I mean, how much is a costume for, for Jollibee? I'm just interested. Does anyone know? Okay, how much is the costume to get my own Jollibee? mascot right and then isn't it hot in inside that and then this human is like uh on all uh four paws uh yeah better okay so i'm guessing that hind legs still there and then he's just crouched down like a dog so wow unless if it's for a movie i guess then that's acceptable, right? If you're going to make create a uh, a dummy, okay, or a stunt double for a real dog, I think it's acceptable. You know, I'm a human dressed as a dog, and then just because this human wants to live like a dog, uh huh, not for me for sure, not for me. There you go. So check about this on your. Uh, we'll be linking uh, a link to this video on the podcast details and later on the show, at the end of the show. So um, if you want to watch it, go ahead, watch it. Maybe it's fun. But yeah, yeah, not, not, not for me. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Let's uh, close that. Hey guys, again, thank you for everyone who's listening to the podcast. We have been, and I've personally been monitoring the the progress of the show on how much we're trying to gather listeners, and we can't do this without you, and we really appreciate it. Please listen to the podcast and uh, continue supporting us so we can create more content for you. And uh, who knows? Okay more content more viewers we can probably get in some uh some stuff give away some stuff for you guys okay so that that's very important for me okay all right so let's move on to the uh, last stretch of the show um if you guys are also interested in joining me for the podcast for a live recording again send us a message we would love to hear from you and talk to you live on air or even pre-recorded okay send in your questions even if it's a live video and we will answer your questions okay so just a few announcements um uh, dog coach francis is available if you're interested in getting our professional opinion in terms of uh, behavior problems for your dog if you want your dog to be enrolled in our in one of our programs, all you have to do is get in touch with, with us through our socials. 
that's on Instagram, Facebook. So all you have to do is messages or direct message on Instagram and private message on Facebook. And then please click the link that will be sent to you and then fill in your details and we'll have someone get in touch with you regarding how we can schedule a behavior consult and then help you in trying to resolve your dog's behavior problems. All right, so that's it for me. I will see you next time on the next episode of The Dog Behind the Human. This is Dog Coach Francis. And before I go, um, I'd like to impart uh, a few wisdom on you about dog training. All right? Training a dog is less about command and control, more about communication and understanding. Listen with your heart. Guide with patience. And remember that respect is a two-way street. Treat your dog not just as a pet, but as a partner in life. The bond of friendship is stronger than the leash. Again, this is Dog Coach Francis. Keep healthy, keep safe, and don't forget to pet your dog. I will see you on the next one. (laughs) 